Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to Mark 12, and we'll look at, uh, guess what we'll look at? We'll look at love. Isn't that a surprise? Oh, Dave, Dave's going to talk about love again? Yes, Dave's going to talk about love again. You can tell where God has to work on Dave, don't you? So, um, Dave is a work in progress, so, uh, and he's got a good God. He's got a good God, and I trust him. Um, you know, when, when I do, and like y'all, when you get on something that God's showing you, you, you want to get everything out of it. You don't want to stop, and, and, and then it just seems like he keeps showing you things. And, and love has been so thrown around by the world and even by the, by the church that, that, it's, that it's almost um, taken a lot of the power out of what it is, and it's truly the power of God. I mean, it's what, it's, it's what motivates every move. It, it is every attribute that he is. It is God. I mean, if he does it, it was done out of love. Right? Because he, he doesn't have another way to do it. I mean, he, he can't even say, you know, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do it in love. Because he is love, so he doesn't even get... He, he's going to do everything in love. And so that's the way it's going to be done by him, and that's the way he chooses to do it through us. Amen? And we've studied a lot about how much He loves us and and how important it is for us to gain that knowledge of how much He loves us. And it is so important because our knowledge of His love for us is what will cause us to be drawn to Him to be saved. Amen? Your knowledge of His love for you, not, not your love for Him, your knowledge of His love for you will draw you in to be saved. Amen? Why? Because God so loved the world. And, and that's what drew you. That love drew you into in, to salvation. Amen? And, and we want to know how much He loves us. It is so important to, to learn about it. And, you know, um, one of the messages recently, and, and I'm going to be listening to them for a while. I don't know how many people were at Week of Increase. But if you were not at Week of Increase, get those messages. Because you're going to be on the first CD for three months, and then you're going to be on the second one for six, and then go back to the first one. And, and, and then you'll get more out of it. It's, it there's, there's stuff in there that, that is just... Mm-mm-mm. How about that? That's what Campbell's soup is, right? Mm-mm, good. This is better than that. Amen? Amen. So, so we want to look at this, at this love. And, you know, one thing I was studying in this... Well, we'll read the verse. It says uh, in verse 29, they're asking him what are the most, what's the most important commandments. And he says... The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Now, if there's no commandment greater than those... What's the commandments that we should study the very most? And what are the qualities of those commandments that we should study? Love. Loving God and loving others. That should be our top priority when we get out of bed is to love God and to love others. Right? Every day when we wake up, we should say, okay, today, what are you going to do? I'm going to love God and I'm going to love others. Right? The title of my the title of the of the message today is Love Him, Love Them. It's real simple. Love Him, Love Them. That's that's the commandment. That I mean you can boil that whole sentence. I mean, that's like this long on the page, and you can boil it down to those four words. Love him, love them. And, and that's what should be that's why he said, Love me with all your heart. He's saying, Let it be the very core of your being, that love for me. Let it come from within you. Let it come from that place where you believe. What, what does it say? Believe with all your heart. What's, that's where you believe. You don't believe in your head. You don't believe in the pit of your stomach. You believe from your heart. That's how you're saved when you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. You, the place where you believe from is where He's saying, love me from that place. Amen. Why? Because that's where He wants. That, that's the part of you He wants first and foremost. He wants that heart. Yeah. Amen? Because you can't describe love. You know, we, I was talking to Kim about this. I said, I said, think about this. Me and Kim, when we met, 
we met. I was working at a gas station, and I, talk, I flirted with her, and she went out with me. <laughs> Amazes me. Had to be the Lord, right? We know that. <laughs> Dave married up. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it, was, it was a big step up. But she went out with me. Big mistake on her part. God had a plan. <laughs> Amen? But we went out on one date, and on our second date, we said we're going to get married. We already had love. In other words, how could somebody come to, come to her now and say, why do you love him? Because she's got no answer. I've done nothing for her except take her out and ride on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> so if love has to be qualified, if it has to be qualified, then it's really not love. If it has to be qualified by what a person's done for you, love is qualified in what it does after it loves you. God loved us so. He didn't, he didn't love us and then prove His love. He loved us, and His love proved itself. Right? Your, your actions, everything we do, should be prompted by the love of God in us, not prompted to show the love of God in us. Right? Prompted because the love of God is in us. Right? When people come up to you and say, Why you did it? Oh, because I wanted to show you the love of God. No, you already did that. Right? You didn't want you did show the love of God, but the reason you did that is because you love them and God loves them. You didn't you didn't do it to show that love. You did it because you love them. Right? For God so loved the world he gave. He did it because he loved us. Amen? Amen. And, and that's, you can't begin to describe love by what people do. Because there are people that will do nice things for you that don't love you. Right? <laughs> and you're going to love them back? Because they did nice things for you, but they don't love you. Right? Love is the spiritual force that created the universe. Love is the spiritual force that, that, that came and saved us. It's, it's, what, it's what we have in our hearts dwelling in us through the Holy Spirit. Love is, is something that, that we're not to do. It's something we're to be. Amen? So when he says, love me with all your heart, why is he doing that? Why would God say, love me with all your heart? Is he, is he on an ego trip? You know, he needs people to love him so that he can say, hey, look how many people love me. Look how great I am. People love me. No. Everything that God asks us to do is through his love, so it's good for us. He's only asking us to love him because it helps us. Right? Let's look at some verses. Let's look at Deuteronomy 11. Verse 13. Does that, this make sense to you guys? It, we're not trying to prove that. If you've if you got to prove you love somebody all the time, then they don't believe in your love, right, first of all. And you really can't prove you love them because you go out and buy them all the flowers and candy you want, but that's not proof of love, right? Proof of love is a way of life. It's why you live your life daily. You live your life for God and for others. That's proof of love. Amen? And you're not doing it to prove love. You're doing it because you love. <laughs> right? Right. Here's why God wants you to love Him. Here's one reason. In Deuteronomy 11, verse 13, He says, So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you will gather in your grain, new wine and oil. I will provide grass for your fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. What's he saying? I want you to love me so I can do stuff for you. That's all he's saying. He's saying, you limit me when you don't love me. And, and what's, what's, so what's love then? Love is trust. Love is faith. Love is belief in who He is. Love is what Abraham said whenever God said, go, leave your, leave your house and go over there. And Abraham said, okay. That was the perfect image of love. 
Why? Because he trusted God. He trusted Him with nothing else except a word from Him. Amen? That's why he was called a friend of God. Right? Because he loved Him when other people weren't loving Him. He trusted God when nobody else was believing in Him. Amen? He was a friend of God. You a friend of God? We are friends of God. God wants us to be blessed. His number one thing on his mind all the time is you and me and how he can get to you and how he can get more to you. That's it. God is everything he did. When he created the world, he was thinking of what I might like. Doesn't that boggle your mind? The billions and billions of people that have been on this earth since the day He created it, and He was thinking of what I might like when I got here, along with what everybody else might like. And He put something here that every person would enjoy because He loved you. No other reason. Because He loved you. Amen? Amen? And, and then he said, I want you to love me. And you know why? Because I want to do gooder to you. <laughs> I want to be a gooder and gooder God to you. And if you'll love me, it's unlimited what I can start getting in your life. If you will love me with all your heart from the very core of your being, with all your soul, with your understanding and your imagination, with your mind and your strength, with all your abilities... If you'll love me, then I can do things in you, for you, and through you that you never dreamed of. I'll go exceedingly, abundantly above what you could ever ask or think in doing things for others. See, people, people, they want to get the exceeding abundance and put it in their storehouse. God wants you to get the exceeding abundant love and give it to everyone you see. Amen? And then you'll have exceedingly abundant of the other stuff, but it won't mean nothing to you. All it is is another thing to give away. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. That's the God we serve. That's the God we trust. That's the God. And, and He wants our heart. He doesn't want your works. <laughs> he doesn't. Okay, let's look at Mark. Mark 10. Go back to Mark 10. Rich young ruler. Rich young ruler. Rich young ruler, man, he runs to Jesus. He's excited. I mean, Brother Moore brought this out in one of his sermons. I thought, well, that's right. He was excited. He runs to Jesus, and and he says, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What what must I do? Jesus, he he said, why do you call me good? He said, no one's good except God alone. Basically, Jesus was saying, you know something. You know something. Well, that bug's big. That was a big bug, I'm telling you. He ain't so big no more. Glory to God. (laughs) Glory. Yeah. Jesus said, no one is good but God alone. And then he said, you know the commandments. You know the commandments. He said, what must you do to inherit eternal life? Notice the ones he mentions. He mentions, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and a mother. He mentioned all those. And the the boy said, I've got it. Thank you, Lord. Teacher, all this I've done from my youth. Which is amazing to me because I couldn't have said that. If they'd asked me that, I said, whew, yeah. I'll come back in a couple of weeks. I'll keep trying because I ain't making it in on merits. I can tell you that right now. Works are not getting me there. Thank God we ain't getting there by works, but for the grace of God. But this, he was excited because he had done all these since he was a boy. And Jesus looked at him and loved him. I like that. He loved him. Why? Because he was obedient. He was obedient. If nothing else, he was obedient. Right? And Jesus looked at him and loved him and said unto him, One thing you lack. Go thy way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, 
and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. Jesus said, you lack one thing. I got, you, I got your works. Now I want your heart. Right? Where was his heart? He told you where his heart was because what happened after Jesus told him that? He went away sad. Why was he sad? Because he had great wealth. And his great wealth was his treasure. And where his treasure was was where his heart was. And because his heart was there, God didn't have it. If your treasures have your heart, God doesn't. Where your treasures are, if your treasures are in heaven where God asked this boy to put his. And he didn't say you're going to be broke forever. He didn't say take a vow of poverty. You can't do what Jesus asked you to do and not be rich. You can't do it. I've never met someone that could outgive God. Ever. You can't do what Jesus asked this boy to do and not be rich. You will be rich. You'll feel rich the minute you do it. Why? Because that's when you became rich. When you become rich in here. You'll become prosperous here way before you become prosperous here. This is the last place you become prosperous. Money is not prosperity. Money is something that you use when you're prosperous. Amen? And God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have all the, all the good things of this earth that He put here for us to so richly enjoy. He wants us to have all those things. But He wants our heart so that we can have them. Because with your, if He has your heart, then you can have them right. Amen? Then you can, as they say, then you can have things and things won't have you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because God's not going to have it while things have you. But He wants to have your heart because if He has your heart, He can bless you. He can keep you. He can provide for you. When you love the Lord your God, He becomes your Father. He becomes who you go to for everything, for every need, for every every moment of your life. He's your thought. He's your breath. He's, He's what you think about when you get up. And He's what you think about when you go to bed. That's love with all your heart. You know, I asked this question. I said, how many believe they love the Lord with all their heart? And I said, I think I have moments. I'm getting there. But do do I go through every day and I love the Lord with all my heart all day long? I'm going to get there. Amen. Amen? Amen? Because I want to release His ability in my life. I want to release all the goodness of God to go in me so that it can go through me. Because as I love Him, I'm able to love people. Amen? And as I, as I, as I extend my love that He gave me towards Him, then, I'm, then I am able through His ability to love people on, people on a greater level. Why? Because I see His love right. Amen? I experience it, I, I get it, and I, and I distribute it. Amen? Amen? Because I know it. Glory to God. He wants us to love Him first and foremost. Amen? He wanted this boy's heart. God wants us to love Him for what He can extend to us through that love. Through, through His love towards us? No, through our love towards Him. Everything He does for us and through us is for us. Amen? Amen. Psalm 119, verse 132. NIV says, turn to me and have mercy on me as you always do to those who love your name. You know what happens to people who love him? They get mercy. (laughs) I'm going to love him. Why? Because they get mercy. Why? If you love him, you'll ask for mercy because you trust that you'll get it. People who don't love him don't believe they'll get it anyway because if you don't love him, you don't believe he loves you. Right? But when you love him, you'll ask for mercy. Amen? Because you're not going to get away from him. And, you know, people say, well, if you need mercy, maybe your heart wasn't right anyway. Maybe you were just a person. (laughs) Maybe you had some of this. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to need some mercy, right? I am so, so happy about mercy. And I'm so happy that I've been able to receive mercy, not just when I was doing everything wrong, now that I'm doing some things right. 
I still need mercy. Amen? Amen. And I'm glad His mercies are new every day. As I was saying in the first service, one, one preacher said they knew exactly why His mercies were new every day. They used them up the day before. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Anybody used up their days full of mercy? Aren't you glad they're new tomorrow? Amen. Glory to God. And if you love Him, you get mercy. Amen? Why? Because you trust in Him. You rely on Him. You lean to Him. He's your everything. You love Him. Amen? I love Him. What else does loving God cause you to do? Look at 1 Chronicles 29, verse 3. We we studied this actually in the great offering night that we had, but this is where David was preparing to give for the temple. And... uh, um, besides in my devotion devotion is in the King James it says I set my heart to the temple of God is that what's this the King James say just real quick set my affection my love because I have set my love to the house of God I have of my own proper good of gold and of silver which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that that I have prepared for the holy house in other words because I love him I give to him Amen. Because I love... In other words, when you love Him, then your motivation becomes your love for Him. In other words, you begin, because your affection's on Him, now, now, when I, why am I going to give? Oh, it's because I love the Lord. People have got to know about Him. And as I give, I enable this gospel to go throughout this nation and around the world. I'm not just giving so that I can have a harvest. I'll have my harvest. But better than, you know, at the end of all this great offering, David didn't stop and say, and now I'm waiting for my great big harvest. He didn't say that. But you know, he got one. It doesn't say David was poverty-stricken after he gave the great offering. No, he, had, he was well taken care of all his life, and his son was the richest man ever. Amen. Glory to God. But when your affections, when your love is towards God, it motivates your actions. It is what decides what you do instead of you. Because, <laughs> you know, with me... I would much rather, well, let me rephrase that. With you, I would much rather God decide what I'm going to do. You would much rather God decide what I'm going to do than me deciding what I'm going to do. Because Dave ain't so great. I can tell you right now, his first thought, if his first action was his first thought, then we'd all be in trouble. He's getting better. She thinks I'm great, see? She loves me. Friend loves at all times. <laughs> That's my best friend. Amen. <laughs> and I am getting better. I'm getting to where my first thought is God's thought. But that's what we want to get to. We want His way, His thought, not our idea, our goofy idea about how something should be handled. You know, we say, well, they need hard love. Well, did God tell you they need hard love, or is that your decision? Well, I'm not going to go sit and hug them and love on them and, and when they've been acting a fool. Well, did, is that your decision or God's? If God tells you to go hug on them and love on them, then you better go hug on them and love on them. Because your hard thing ain't going to work. It ain't going to change their life one bit. And what I've found is really surprising. The ones that I thought should have gotten some hard love were just the opposite. And the ones that I thought should, should get some soft stuff, that God said, no, you leave that alone. And I go, you sure, God? Cause, yeah, because that touched my human emotion of love. I want it to touch the force of love. Amen? Amen. When we love the Lord our God, it, it, it provokes our actions. Amen? Psalm 91, what else does love towards God give us? What else is he able to do because we love him? Psalm 91, verse 14 in the NIV. I like it there because it just says it real plain. Because he loves, this is the Lord talking. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. Why? Because he loves me. It doesn't say because he followed the commands. It doesn't, because obviously he probably didn't follow the commands because he needs to be rescued. It's not about our works. Right? 
our works are not getting God to do to move. That's not. You can work all you want, and you ain't going to entice God one bit. Oh, you did this, this, and this. Oh, come, come here, son. No. He gave you the ability to do this, this, and this. That didn't surprise him. He's very happy you did it, but you don't need props for it. <laughs> Glory to God. Because He loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue Him. I will protect Him for He acknowledges my name. Because He loves me, I will rescue Him. Because He loves me, I will protect Him because He acknowledges my name. Because He loves me, He will call upon me. Because He loves me, I will answer Him. Because He loves me, I will be with Him in trouble. Because He loves me, I will deliver Him and honor Him. Because He loves me, with long life will I satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. You can't separate any of those verses from because He loves me. Amen? Because He loves me, He's enabled God to do all that stuff. And you can see God at the end of this just smiling. He's just as happy as He can be. Why? Because He gets to bless His kids. Not because they worked, not because they did this, but because they loved Him. They trusted in His love. They believed that He'd be with them in trouble, that they'd answer Him even when they did stupid things. Don't be afraid to call on God when you've done something stupid. That's the first time to call on Him. (laughs) I want to call on somebody I love and that I know loves me. Amen? I ain't calling nobody that don't love me. Right? And I don't want nobody that don't love me praying for me. I don't want them believing with me. Why? They don't love me. But because I love Him, any time, day or night, He never turns off His phone. Ever. 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 And He's never busy. He's got enough lines. We all have our own personal line. Amen. And I can call on Him, and He'll rescue me. He'll keep me in trouble. He's my God. He's my Father. And because I love Him, I can trust that He'll do everything He said for me. Amen? Amen. Our acts should be prompted by love. His acts towards us many times are prompted by our love towards Him. Why? Because our love towards Him will decide how much faith you have in Him. (laughs) Right? Yeah, your love towards Him. You've got to have faith that He loves you as much as He says He loves you. Right? You have to have faith in that. You have to have faith in His love. You have to have faith. And, and, and our acts prompted by faith, right, are prompted by love in faith, have great value. Our acts not prompted by love have very little value. Right? <laughs> Look at First Thessalonians 1. Glory to God. He's helping us. He's helping us. First Thessalonians 1, verse 3 in the NIV. This is Paul talking. He says, We continually, continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he remembering? Their work produced by faith, which works by love. Your labor, of, your labor prompted by love. What works matter? It wasn't the works that the rich young ruler said. He'd done works, but they didn't matter. He still lacked one thing. What did he lack? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's what he lacked. He lacked giving, what, giving his heart to God. God wanted his heart. Amen? That's what he lacked. Your, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for that love towards him to prompt your works. In other words, when you do something, why did you do it? Did you do it because they needed help or because you loved them? Well, that's a juggling act, isn't it? Here we go. Hmm? Hey, just because somebody needs help don't mean you're the person supposed to help them. You could love them enough not to help them. You could love someone else enough not to help them so that they could help them. 
You ever had somebody come to you and said, man, I feel like somebody's supposed to give these people $200 and they look at your wallet. <laughs> You're like, Who, whose heart did God put that on, mine or yours? Can you tell me? Because I need to know because I don't want to miss it here, brother. Right? You know what? When, when, when you tell somebody to call the church, check your heart first and see if God's telling you they already made the call they're supposed to call. Come on, love me. Huh? If they called you, who'd they call for help? God may just use you instead of the church. It's a novel idea. Actually, that's kind of what he talks about all through the Bible. If someone's in need, you give to them. It doesn't say send them to the church. It's not at all what it says. If you see a brother in need, help them. Right. You might say, well, I don't have anything to help them with. You do. Just because you ain't got a dollar bill don't mean you ain't got nothing to help them with. You know what? Your faith may mean, mean way more than your money. You know, let me rephrase that. Your, for sure, your faith will mean more than your money. It's not, there's not even a question there. And your love will mean way more than your wallet. Amen? Check with God. Make sure our labor is prompted by love. Love for what? Love for Him. Love for others. Amen? Amen. Love Him. Love them. Galatians 5.6. How are we going to love others? Works? Is that how we're going to love others? For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision have any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So pretty much your works just went out the window, didn't they? Because that's what he's talking about in this whole chapter. It's not what you do. It's who you are. And who you are is someone that lets its faith, his faith express itself through love. You don't just go out there throwing faith out, faith around flippantly. You know, we got too much of that, you know. I got faith. You know how I got this? I got it with my faith. You know how you got it? You got it with this much of your faith, and you got it with this much grace and mercy. Amen? And so you better acknowledge this grace and mercy first, then go to your faith. Amen? Because God was good, and He was kind, and He could find a thousand reasons for you not to have that, but He found two billion reasons through the blood of Jesus that you can have it. Amen? And through the grace of God. Amen? And that's what we want. We want everything through... We want our faith expressed through love. Amen? So if, you're gonna, if, if faith is going to express itself through love, how much time do you suppose you, you, you spend believing for yourself? <laughs> mm, maybe like that much. Huh? Yeah, your faith was given to you so that you could believe for others. We had an example here on the earth. His name was Jesus. And he came to this earth and he used his faith, his faith in God every day. And he, he what did it say he did? He taught and he preached and he healed. That's what he did. That's what his faith did every day. He woke up every morning and his faith went to work expressing itself through love. What's the greatest expression of love? Teaching people about the kingdom of God, that you don't have to be poor, you don't have to be broke, you don't have to go to hell. Oh, man, how, that is a great expression of love. You want to love somebody? Tell them they ain't got to go to hell. Amen. Uh, man, somebody loved me one day and told me that I didn't have to go to hell, and I thank God for them. Yes. Amen? Amen? That, that's the greatest expression of love. Healing. You lay hands on the sick, and they recover. Is that not a great expression of love? Yes. And whose love are you expressing? Love the love of God. Not even your own love. God ain't even asking you to love people with your love. He's asking you to love people with His. That's like saying, I want you to go to the carnival. Here's 200 bucks. Do it all. He's not asking you to have fun on your dime. He's asking you to have fun on His. Glory to God. He's saying, hey, let me give you some love. Because I want to love these people. And I'm going to use you to do it. So we get to have all the fun with His love. 
It's His love that was shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, not your love. You didn't do anything to get it except accept Him. And what do you accept? His love. Glory to God. And now our faith can express itself daily through love. So that when we wake up in the morning, our first thought is, oh, my foot hurts. No, that's not our first thought anymore. Lord, I pray for my brother. You know, he's been going through a tough time. Give him a tangible I love you this morning. Just touch him and show him that you're there. Let him know. Send labors across his path to encourage him. And, and you didn't think about you when you woke up. And then as you go through the day, Lord, use me. Yes. You know what? I know where I've got to go today. Use me along the way. Set people in my path. Set me in the path of people to be a blessing, to be an encouragement, to be what you would have me to be in every place. You knew the plan before the day started. So help me to work within that plan. Help me through within that plan to express your love through my faith in every person that I see. Glory to God. We can do this. Not only can we do it, we get to do it. You get to love people. Now you tell your flesh that and it's going to say, yuck. But you tell your spirit that loves the Lord with all your heart and soul, mind and strength, and it gets excited. It wakes up in the morning and it says, Oh, let me, Adam, who am I going to love today? They better not get too close to me too early because I'm feeling a lovey hug come on right now. And if they don't want a hug, they don't want to be around me. You think God don't hug you? He hugs you all the time. Hug Him back. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, this is my commandment. In John 15, verse 12 through 14, He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another, that your actions towards one another be, be prompted by love, that you love one another, that you are concerned and genuinely care about your brother and your sister, that you truly... Are, are moved by their situation and that your desire and, and God's love through you is working towards them. Amen? This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And then he said, no greater love has any man that he lays down his life for his friend. No greater love. <laughs> so... You can't wake up in the morning and think about you because you're laying down your life today. Every day. What's he say? He said, take up your cross how many times? Daily and follow me. When do we take, when do we take up our cross? Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. If you can't get fixed, then leave me alone. Because I got football on Monday night. They're starting the World Series real soon. And you people ain't going to be able to bother me at night. I'm taking my cross up 925. And Saturday is me time. What in the world is me time? Does God have me time? Is there a time where God says, hey, everybody clear out of the throne room? Hey, i got to have some me time. You people, you've been bothering me all day long. Get out. It's me time. God, me time. You, you can't even picture that because God don't have me time. He has you time all the time. Amen. Glory to God. That's the God we serve, the God of you time. And he says, I got you time, so you get you time too. Right? And so we live in you time. And we wake up in you time. What can I do for you today? And when your flesh says, I don't want to do anything for them, you say, guess what, flesh? Die. Right? Y'all's flesh don't say that, does it? Dave's does. It's gotten better. It's It's gotten used to hearing no. (laughs) <laughs> your, your flesh needs to get used to hearing no. <laughs> it's a good word for it to hear. When your flesh says, I want to do this, you say no. When your flesh says, I don't want to do this, you say, you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
Every time I used to say, Mom, I don't want to go there, she'd say, that's probably just where you need to be. (laughs) And I would never ask her again. (laughs) Wrong answer. Ah, Wrong answer, Mom. No greater love hath any man that he lays down his life for his friend. We need to lay down our lives. We need to, we need to, we need to every day when we get up, we, we get up with the, with the idea of our faith being prompted by love, expressing itself through that love towards others. Amen? Towards your brothers and your sisters and towards those who don't know Jesus. There is a world of people that if they don't just see the goodness of God in your life, they're going to hell. I'm not saying you're going to preach to them. Right? You may very well not do good if you preach to them. You can preach to them by letting God's light shine. Amen? Letting your love for God show to them. Amen? And letting your love through God be towards them. Amen? And when you do that, then you become this person who who has laid down his life for others. That's what Jesus did. Ought not we ought to do it too? Huh? We can do this. Amen? How can we do it? We've got to have real love. Not this... You know, <laughs> Romans 12.9. In the King James it says, Let love be without dissimulation. Well, I don't even know what dissimulation means. <laughs> I'm sure King James did, and that's great. But dissimulation meant zero to me. So, so I said, let's find another, another, another way to say it. And I went to the NIV, and that looked better. Love must be sincere. I like that. Love must be sincere. Love must be real. I like that. And so I went to one more version that I liked even a little better. It was the New Living Translation. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. <laughs> that makes it simple for me. That's like God saying, stop pretending love. Right? He's saying, don't, don't fake it. Why? How can he say that? Well, God, I just don't feel like loving him. You're not moving on a feeling. You, you <laughs> it's more than a feeling. <laughs> no, I ain't singing it. <laughs> it's more. It is. It's a force. And it's a spiritual force that's in you through the Holy Ghost. And you have the ability to do it whether you like to or not. It's not a question of what you like to do. It's a question of what you love to do. Amen? And when we begin to take these verses in, in, in Romans 12:9, and we use love must be real to start with. Love must be real. Don't pretend. Love people. Hate what's evil. Love people. Cling to what's good. Love people. What's he saying? He's saying, don't look at all their problems. Hate those problems. Turn away from them. Find the good. Find what's good in them. That's a place to start. You can't find the bad in people and start there. That won't work. Right? Right? Hate what's evil. Cling to what's good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. What kind of love is that? That's the kind of love that will talk mean to you and, and then still has to love you. Right? I, had to, I was telling them in the first service, I have, I have a sister and two brothers. And you know what? We were as mean to each other. We weren't nearly as mean to other people as we were to each other. You know why? Because you got to love me. Guess what? You're my brother. No matter what, you got to love me. You know, and my sister, she was the only girl, so she was da- she's still daddy's little girl. It's, it's the worst thing ever. And man, we used to just, we used to, I mean, we used to grit our teeth because we couldn't hit her. We, and she'd egg us on. I mean, she was mean. And she'd try to get you to hit her because she knew that you'd get the tar beat out of you if you hit her. Oh, it was horrible. And I love her. And she loves me. Glory to God. Now that's a weird love. 
Why? Because I don't want anything bad happening to her. And if I love you, I don't want anything bad ever to happen to you. And if I can help stop it in any way by something I say, by something I do, by something I give, by somewhere I go, then, I, then my brotherly love will keep that from happening. Amen? Amen. Because that's the love of a brother. Amen? They may not be there when everything's good and they may call and call you names on your birthday, but after that, if something's wrong, brother's there. Amen? Man, I used to get my older brother in fights. And I was so thankful he was there because I would have gotten beaten up. He didn't. Glory to God. Brotherly love. Thank you, Lord. Be devoted to one another. Don't be lacking in zeal. Wake up on fire for God. Wake up. How do you wake up on fire for God? You love Him. You love everything about Him. You love His You know what He did to get you. You know the value that you have because of Jesus Christ. And you wake up on fire. You wake up ready to go out and minister to people, ready to go out and be the love. You quit thinking. You know, people think themselves out of way too many things. Well, I'll look stupid if I do that. And I don't know. They're kind of mad at me anyway. I really don't want to go over there. I don't care if they're mad at you. They're going to be really happy when you love them. Right? (laughs) Glory to God. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Never give up. That's what that verse says. Never give up. When When they're hopeless, not only are you hopeful, you're happy hopeful. You're, you're, you're upbeat. You're so upbeat they're mad that you're around. You ever been around like that? Oh, you're just too stupid to know how bad it is. You need to get away from me. No, 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 no. I can be happy because God said He's bigger than this and greater is He that's in you. You know, I was, I was singing in the first, first service, you're never going to cheer somebody up going, greater is He that's in you. It is a loyal brother. No, that ain't cheering nobody up joyful hope, upbeat with that same zeal and fervor that that got you there in the first place. Amen? Faithful in prayer. If you're praying for someone, don't quit on them. You are all a product of someone's prayer. Right? Somebody who prayed and didn't quit. Somebody that prayed and didn't say, oh, Oh, man, they're getting worse and worse and worse. They're going to hell in a handbasket. Like I said in the first service, I ain't going to hell in anything. (laughs) Handbasket or otherwise. And if I pray for somebody, I'm believing not only are they not going to hell, they're getting saved, they're getting delivered, they will be the man or the woman of God that they were planned to be. They will follow out the Jeremiah 29, 11 plan for their life. And things will go well. Don't quit on your prayers. Amen? Amen. Stay in faith. What? For others. For others. If you're spending all your time praying for you, you might want to check. Do a selfishness check. (laughs) God already knows all your problems. You don't need to tell Him. So what are you praying about? Okay. <laughs> this, whole, this whole chapter, these whole verses, they're about love. I mean, he talks about blessing people who persecute you. You can't do that. You can't do it. Love is the only way to do that. It, you don't, we do not possess the ability in, within our human spirit to bless those who curse us. But through the love of God that's shed abroad in your heart through the Holy Spirit, you have that ability. We now have the ability to love the unlovely, the unlovable. Amen? And that's what he's saying to do there. These whole, these, this whole chapter, and he says, love, love, love. Use this love, this love towards me, this Lord's love towards others. Uh, build one another up. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't, don't, you know, people say, well, it's only fair. He sold it, he reaped it. I don't want fair. No. Do you want fair? No. I don't want fair. I want my righteousness that He purchased. Amen? Amen? Because if I, if I get fair, it ain't going to be nice. Right? <laughs> it's not okay just to want to be right. Right? 
Some people spend so much time trying to be right that they're wrong. I didn't say righteous. I said right. Okay, we'll skip that. As much as it's possible, and as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. How can you do that, love? There's only one way to do all this, where he started, real love. Real love is the only way any of this can happen. At the end of it, it says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How do you do that? Real love. It's the only way. What is good? Real love. You will not overcome evil unless you love. It won't happen. It's not possible. You don't possess it. God does. He put it in you. Now we have it. Now we can do the things that we're called to do. We can be the people we're called to be. We can achieve the things He has for us to achieve because we love Him. Amen? And we love others. And every morning when we wake up, when we get up in the morning, what what do we start doing? What what are are we going to start doing from now on? You know what the first thing we ought to do? Start praying. Well, what do we need to pray about? Pray in the Holy Ghost, right? Don't we want to pray in the Holy Ghost? That's how you're going to get all this. This is how you're going to get it all. You ain't going to get it by praying in your own tongue. You know how long I can pray in English? Five, ten minutes without saying the same thing about 23,000 times over and over again. You guys might be better at it than me. But my English is going to end. Of course, you thinking my English ended before I got here, right? <laughs> Uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. But we need to pray in the Holy Ghost because every day that's what's going to build you up. Jude, Jude 20. Jude 20. What's it say? What's it say in Jude 20? It says, But you, dear friends, but you, beloved, but you, beloved, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, which works by love and expresses itself by love, which is what prompted you to do it in the first place, right? You, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. If you don't know how to pray in tongues, time to learn. People say, I don't believe in that. Well, then probably this verse won't work for you. There's a tape out there called uh, Receiving the Holy Spirit. Get it? It'll help you. And actually, you could leave here today speaking in the Holy Spirit. So glory to God. But you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you're building yourself up. Because what are you building yourself up in? Go on. Building yourself up, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping... Go back to the King James. King James. They took some power out of it there. Keep yourselves in the love of God. That's why you're praying in the Holy Spirit so that you can keep yourselves in that love and through that love, that your actions are prompted by that love, that your faith is expressed through that love, that everything you do is in that love. You're praying in the Holy Spirit, not specific, but to build yourself up. It doesn't say begin to pray for people in the Holy Spirit. It says pray in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up so that you can keep yourself in the love of God so you can, that you're looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. But what else are you doing? Verse 22. And you're looking for people. Why? Because you're built up in the Holy Ghost. Put it back in the NIV so we can understand it. Uh, let's look at another version. How about this? We're looking for people. Look at the easy-to-read version. Verse 20, uh, 20, yeah, 22. Help those who have doubts. What's he saying? There's some people out there that are tired. They've been, they've been believing the best they know how for a long time, and they're about to faint. They're about to quit. Love them. King James says, have compassion on them, right? Is that what he said? Compassion's a love word. It's, a, it's a born out of love. It says have compassion on them. In other words, encourage them. Build them up. Put your faith where their faith ain't. You know what? Give them a place to step. Right? Sometimes they're out of places. Guys, that's not time to quit on people. That's time to get in with them. Right? It's too easy to be there when everything's good. What God's saying is, is help those that have doubts. Those, those that are tired and quitting, help them. Amen? Rescue those who are... are in, I'm still in the easy-to-read version. Verse 23 says, Rescue those who are living in danger of hell's fire. What's he saying? Love people. 
You're not going to do this unless you love people. First of all, you're going to help your brother that's been doubting he's about to quit. Next of all, you're going to go get your other friend that's about to go. He's on his way to hell. But you're not, you're not willing to let him go to hell. You're going to be right there beside him. You're going to be there every step of the way because you love him. God loves him. And he ain't going to hell no way, no how. You may even tell him, say, guess what? You can try as hard as you want, but you ain't going to hell. I'll guarantee you my mom thought I was trying as hard as I wanted. And she didn't, and she said it every day. You ain't going to hell. In fact, what she said, you will be saved and serve the Lord every day of your life. And she said that when I was not looking like that. (laughs) She rescued those who were living in danger of hell's fire. Others you should treat with mercy. You notice it doesn't say anywhere in here that we should be mean that we should stay away from people, that we should, that we should uh, separate ourselves from the world. You know, we're Christians, so we don't want to get too close to those people doing bad things. Well, how are you going to help them then? Amen. I didn't say do bad things with them, but you better help them know there's a good thing they could do. There's a good God they could serve. There's a salvation available, but they, not, they just don't know it yet. Amen? They're no different than me and you. They just haven't experienced the love of God yet. And it's our duty, it's our privilege to introduce them to the Most High God through Jesus Christ. We get to do this. That's the love of God. It's when you say, I get to, instead of saying, I got to. That's when you're walking in the love of God. When you're not, and, and you know what? It's too easy to say, I got to. Oh, I got to get up. Got to go to church Sunday morning. You don't got to go to church. You get to go to church. I I got to go to church way too many years. Now I'm getting to go to church. Amen. I'm going to change the way I think. I'm going to love the unlovable. I'm going to love the lovable. Amen. But I'm going to walk in this love. You're going to walk in this love? We can walk in this love. We can have this God kind of love. We can have a love that is prompted, that that every action is prompted by this love, that our faith expresses itself in this love, that God is able to work in us and through us through this love. We can have that love. Amen? Amen? But we have to desire Him more than anything else, and we have to give Him our heart. Glory to God. Is that where you want to be? We'll get there together. Sandwiched in on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Sing. The love of God is greater Pray this with me if you desire that intimacy with the Lord and not only that intimacy with the Lord but that intimacy through the Lord to others. Say, Father God, I thank You for Your great love for me, for Your great love in me, and Your great love through me. Lord, I ask that You help me every day of my life to pick up my cross and to serve You by loving others. Help me through Your love to be the hands and feet of the Father. 
Help me. Put those people in my path that you've designed to be there. And through your love, I will help them. I purpose to be prompted in every action by your love that my faith will express itself through your love and that everything I do will be because I love you and them. Thank you, Lord, for shedding your love in my heart by the Holy Spirit. I will use it to love the world. Hallelujah. Sing it again.